Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Tell the person, you are in church. You are in church. We believe God. We believe God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Wonderful. Amen. Amen. Have faith in God. That's why we are in church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With God, all things are possible. What's that? What's that noise coming from? You see the balloons, you know? So either you turn off the fan and pull the balloons down. Or you... Yeah. We don't want any explosions. Why are we going? Sit here, sit there. Today I, want to, I want to preach to you. Sit down. Jojoli, you are happy. Just move forward so that people can sit at the back. Jolene is very happy. Hallelujah. So move forward, move forward, move move forward on the second row so that anybody who comes late can sit at the back. Hallelujah. See the song that uh, our dear sister Bernice was singing. It's something that you always have to think about. You know, a lot of people want the glory, but they don't know the price. Hallelujah. They want the glory, but they don't know the cost. He said, can, can my two sons sit in the right hand side? He said, woman, you don't know what you ask for. Hallelujah. Amen. Hello, oh, I want to be like Reverend. When, when they call him to come, shall we welcome Reverend? All of us stood up and stand up and welcome, clap for him. You, want to be, you, also, you also want that one day when they call, people will stand up. No, pro, no problem if you can take the cross. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's not a problem. Yes. Woman, you don't know what you ask for. Hey. A lot of people are jealous of their pastor or how hey. they give him water. Look. Hey. I left my house on... When did I leave the house? I've forgotten. Wednesday. Or Thursday morning. Thursday morning, I have not been to my house. I have not slept on my bed. Wow. Woman, you don't know what you ask for. Oh. Thursday morning. Alex, Thursday morning. I have not slept in my house. Yes. And I'm, I, I, I wasn't working at Bethesda. No! Yes. Church work! Yes. Since Thursday! Hey. Woman, yeah. you don't know what you ask for. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Since Thursday, I left my house. I, I have not been home. Yes. Thursday morning. Hallelujah. Amen. So, can you drink the cup? Can you take the cross? Hallelujah. Amen. But I tell you, there's an anointing in it. Amen. There's a blessing in it. 
So don't run away from it. Pray for the grace to do it. And God will bless you. Let's learn some scriptures. Romans 8.26. Go. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be added. Romans 8.26. Again. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with growings which cannot be uttered. Romans 8. So let's break it up into three parts. The first part is that likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. Go. Again. And then the second part is that for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Again? Again? So let's do one and two. Go. Then the third pastor, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Again? One more time. So let's do one, two, and three. So have you understood one, two, and three? Shall I take it off the screen now? Or you need one more time? Okay, one more time. Go. Romans 8. 26. Okay, off the screen. Go. Again, start again. Romans. I think this people did better than you guys. Roll number four one today. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's say likewise. You see, this is the reason why you must pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Because what you think you are praying for, you don't, you, look, we don't even know what to pray for. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible said the Spirit helps us. For we know not what to pray for. Because you may think that something is important. But in the scheme of God, it's not. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Many times you don't know what to pray for. Amen. So that is why you need to pray in the language of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because in that way, he helps us. You may pray that, you see, maybe you will pray that, God, I need a car. But maybe in the spirit, what, you, don't, you don't need a car. Or, let's say this way, you may pray that, God, I need money 
so I, or I need a job. God, I need a job to buy a car. That's your prayer. So you come pray for me. I need a job to buy a car. Which is what you want. So I need a job to get a car. You understand what I'm saying? But maybe in the eyes of God, you don't need a job to get a car. Maybe God, in the eyes of God, God is going to give you a car free. Somebody's going to dash you a car. Hallelujah. So rather, maybe God will rather make you meet somebody who will dash you a car. Hallelujah. A lot of things you don't know how to pray for. So pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Because we don't know what we pray for. Amen. Amen. But the Spirit helps us. Amen. Amen. The Spirit also, the fact that he said the Spirit also helps us, it means that we are weak. Yes. We simply are weak. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. May God help you this morning. Amen. 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 Today we're going to preach. I'm going to read the scripture, then I'm still preaching from this book, How to Preach Salvation. Okay? It's one of the best books that I've ever read, and I love to preach from it. Amen. As a matter of fact, I can preach the whole year from this book. And it's all about Jesus. Everything in this book is about Jesus Christ. And when you, look, Jesus is the ultimate. Hallelujah. If you go to church and they don't talk about Jesus Christ, leave that church. Amen. I, what did I say? I said, if you go to a church and they talk about Jesus Christ, do what? I said, do what? Yes, leave. He is. He is. Hallelujah. He's the. You see. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He started the faith and he finished the faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah. So don't go to any church where they don't talk about Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And don't allow any man of God to exalt himself above Christ. No pastor died for you. Jesus died for you. Yes. I did not die for you. No. Jesus died for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So he's the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Amen. Amen. So we are talking about Jesus Christ. How to preach salvation. Amen. Amen. So you see that all the stories I've been telling you. Last week we spoke about who? Please. What are you trying to do? Take it off. I will show you later on. I'll explain to you. I gave it to them because there's a reason. Listen. Last week, what did we talk about? The man what? The man, we spoke about the man at the pool, right? Yes. Did it involve Jesus Christ? Yes. Did it involve Jesus Christ? Yes. So, so, every time. so today we're still going to talk about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 19 from verses 1 to 10. Go. And who? And who? Jesus. And who? So are we talking about Jesus? Yes. Where did we go? Go. And let's read. One, two, go. And Jesus And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was to pass that way. Are you reading? And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. 
And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be the guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham. Verse 10. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Amen. This is one of the many uh, encounters or things we see in the life of Jesus Christ. We see. Hallelujah. This is one of the many things we see in the life of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and Jesus was to pass through Jericho. And two weeks ago, we were in Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. With Bishop. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why I showed you that picture. So bring the picture now. So Jesus was to pass through Jericho. Hallelujah. So two weeks ago, we were in Israel with Bishop. And this is the sycamore tree. And we were in Jericho. This is where Zacchaeus climbed the tree. Wow. So I took a picture there with Bishop to come and show you. You see that? You see? I'm standing on the ledge. I'm the one standing on the ledge. Just because I'm wearing my glasses, okay? And this is Bishop Dag. And this is the sycamore tree. In Jericho. We actually stood there and took a picture. So it's a, it's a real place. It's not, that, it's not in heaven. Jericho is not in heaven, it's on earth. You know, they used to have this song, uh, used to have this song in the Negro spirituals. Uh, one of the Negro spirituals, the song goes like, Wait on the water, wait on the water, wait in the water. God's gone trouble the water. Oh, <laughs> I want to cross Jordan. Listen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It, it's not in heaven, it's on earth. Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes. This is a real tree. This is actually not the one Zacchaeus climbed. Yes. But this is a sycamore tree. Uh-huh. And it actually is over like a thousand years. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus, this is, so that if you go to Israel, the place is fenced off like this. And there's a tree there. In Jericho. And when you go, to, when, you go to, when I say when you go to Israel, I say I will be there. Be a Christian must try and go to Israel. To walk the place that he walked. Amen. To see the things that he saw. Because as I'm preaching, I have a better understanding. You see, the Bible says he was, to, he was going to Jerusalem. And Jericho, from Jericho you go up, then you go to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. And present day, Jericho, present day Jericho is occupied by, that's the West Bank. When you hear the news, the West Bank. The West Bank in the news. That's Jericho, Bethlehem. That's the West Bank. It's occupied by the Palestinians. You understand? Then when you go about 30 miles up, you see you get to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. He was to pass by Jericho. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, you can take the picture. So you can see Zacchaeus and Jesus and Zacchaeus. <laughs> can I take out the picture? Hallelujah. That's why we took the picture to show you. That's a real place. Hallelujah. Please find. 
I told you people to move forward so that there shouldn't be space in between you so that people can sit at the back. Otherwise, I'll suck you. So make sure that you move forward and fill the spaces. Hallelujah. Our church is a mega church. Amen. Amen. So, the Bible says, so I'm going to talk to you about 10 things about Zacchaeus. It's a very simple message. You shouldn't forget it. Thank you. 10 things you should learn about Zacchaeus. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. These are all places on earth, but they make it sound like they are in heaven. You know, there was another song. Pastor, there was another song. Uh, what's this? Something about Jordan. Uh, something about Jordan. Uh, I want to cross the Jordan in heaven or something. I'm not wrong. Jordan. I can't remember. As if Jordan is in heaven. It's not in heaven. It's on earth. Amen. Ten things about Zacchaeus that you must know. Hallelujah. The first one we need to know about, the Bible said that, and he was, go back to the verse, he was to, and there was a, uh, he was to pass through Jericho. And, and the verse said that, one, he was a rich man. Can you show that verse? And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the, and he was rich. And he what? I said, and what? In other words, when they call Zacchaeus, the adjective they used to describe is rich. The word rich is an adjective, or English. It describes something. Isn't an adjective? You are making I say something wrong. Or your English is not good. It's not a verb, it's not a noun, it's an adjective. An adjective is what? A describing word, or? Maybe let me come here to one help me. An adjective is a describing word. Poor is an adjective. Rich is an adjective. Good is an adjective. Bad is an adjective, right? And when the Zacchaeus name is mentioned, the adjective that is added, he was rich. Hallelujah. May you, when they say, may you be described as rich. When they mention, you see, it should not be like, oh, and, and there was a certain man called uh, John. And he was broke. No! Also, and there was a certain you see, the adjective that is used to describe it as being rich. Amen. Hallelujah. And there was a certain man called James Legend, and he was rich. <laughs> and he was a legend. <laughs> and there was a certain man called Derek, and he was rich. And there was a certain man called Yao, and he was very rich. And there was a certain woman called Agnes, and she was very rich. Are you hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Because you see, richness is not a sin. Wealth is not a sin. Being rich is not a sin. Yes, Jesus said it is difficult for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but it does not mean that richness will send you to hell. Your poverty will not send you to heaven either. Look, you can be poor and go to hell. You can be poor and go to hell. <laughs> My brother, you agree with me? Yeah! I like you. Thank you very much. You will be rich. I prophesy to you. No, but you have to believe in my prophecies. You will be rich. Receive it. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, because, you see, poverty does not mean the fact that 
you are poor, that's not mean you go to heaven. You can't be poor, you'll be in hell. That's double trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was rich. Hallelujah. Zacchaeus was described as rich. And rich will go to heaven. The Bible says Abraham, is, Abraham was very rich. And Abraham, look, we know one rich man in hell. We know one rich man in heaven. So it's up, it's up to where you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. May you be described as rich. May you be described as healthy. May you be described as good. So when they mention your name, you should not be described, oh, unfortunate. I deliver you from being a curse and a byword. You will not be a curse and a byword. You will not be something that will be used to describe a bad example. Hallelujah. And she was rich. And she was rich. And she was rich. And she was beautiful. And I was a lady to call Bernice and she was beautiful. (laughs) And rich. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. And the next thing we uh, we, we learned about it was that he was rich. Next one. And he had, and he sought to see Jesus. My goodness. And he sought to see Jesus. He sought to see Jesus. He was rich, but he wanted to see Jesus. He was prosperous, but he wanted to see Jesus. He was wealthy, but he wanted to see Jesus. Listen to me, my dear daughters. There is a vacuum in man. No amount of money can satisfy it. No amount of money. There's a spirit in man, and only God can satisfy. Money cannot satisfy it. Women cannot satisfy it. Alcohol cannot satisfy it. Education cannot satisfy it. Only Jesus can satisfy it. There's a spirit in man. There is something in you. No amount of money can satisfy it. That is why people are wealthy. Celebrities. They have all that they have. But they are depressed. I mean, when you hear of the one who committed suicide, the one who is... What's the name? Kate Spade. Kate Spade. Some of you, even, even when you own one of her bags, you feel that you have come on top. The day you come to church with a paid bag, you make sure that you put it on the edge and everybody sees. That day, the usher says, sit in the middle, you'll be angry. Because you want... <laughs> because you want all of us to know that today, you are carrying a kid spade. Next time, bring a kid shovel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because there's a vacuum in man. There is a vacuum in my only God can feel it. That's right. No amount of boys you can sleep around every day, you still not be satisfied. You can sleep with women, men, dogs, you can even sleep with rabbits, you still not be satisfied. Not even rabbits. Because there's a vacuum in man. There's a vacuum in man. There is something in man, only God can satisfy it. The woman said, I, he said, he said, I 
have, I, I, I have five, I have five husbands, and the one that you are living is no longer a husband. He said, when you make Jesus, come and see a man, because only Jesus can satisfy that thing. You cannot satisfy that thing with work. You can work. And work. Some people try to satisfy with work. You can't satisfy with work. No way. No way. You cannot satisfy with alcohol. Yes. That's you cannot satisfy with money. That's I mean, look. I am sure this is Kios was rich. Yes. Every, look, the guy was described as rich. Yes. And if the Bible says you are rich, it's not this type of. Rich. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not this two by four way to. If the Bible says you are rich, what are you talking about? Then you are rich. I'm sure in the summertime, you see Zacchaeus in his Ferrari, convertible Ferrari. He had a red convertible Ferrari. Zacchaeus had a red convertible Ferrari with, black, with white interior. And in the summertime, he just opened the rooftop with the number Zac 1 and he was cruising. <laughs> yes! Zac 1. The number plate is Zac 1. And today you see a fair girl tomorrow, a black girl, a dark girl. I mean, he was changing the woman, but I tell you, he still was a back. He was not happy. He had a yacht in Greenwich, Connecticut. Every summer he, he goes with it, party with his friends. But he still was a vacuum. He wanted to see Jesus. Yeah. If Zacchaeus had a party in Manhattan, they would block the whole 42nd Street because Zacchaeus is partying. But there was a vacuum. Hallelujah. You see, let me tell you something. Only Jesus satisfies. Only God satisfies. Because there's a longing in man. And you would think, ah, what does he need Jesus for? Someone, the Bible says he was rich. It means if you look in a certain part of Jerusalem, this is Zacchaeus' estate. It means if you are married to Zacchaeus, you don't need to work. Hallelujah, babies. It means if you are married to Zacchaeus, all they have to do is you do your nails, your hair, and you shop. <laughs> somebody receive that blessing. <laughs> I said, somebody receive that blessing. <laughs> As, a wife was trying to raise up her hand, but the husband looked at her and said, Indeed. <laughs> but I don't see why the husband is angry. It's a good prophecy. It means you will become rich. <laughs> I receive it, sir, brother. It means you will become rich. You will do your hands and your nails and do church work. <laughs> Zacchaeus. You see, by there's a vacuum. Only God can satisfy. Hallelujah. I say only God can satisfy. Amen. So in spite of his wealth, he wanted to see Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's point number two. There was a longing. Point number three. And he saw to the and could not see for the press. For because he was of little stature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. But the third point I want to make today is that. Yes he had a longing to see Jesus. But there was an obstacle. 
there will always be obstacles. There will always be challenges. As you want to serve God, as you want to do things for God, there will be challenges. There was an obstacle. There was a challenge. There were things preventing him from seeing Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. There were things preventing brothers Zacchaeus. And the Bible described two things. Two things. And listen to me carefully. Number one, the obstacles that we go through. I'm talking about the obstacles. Which is point number three. The obstacles that we face is are one they are external factors and they are internal factors. I'm repeating it. They are external obstacles and they are internal obstacles. External the, the Bible said, and he saw to the wood and for the press, the crowd. So even though he was a short man, if there was no crowd, you could still have seen him. Are you hearing me? If there was no crowd, he could still have seen him. The crowd, hallelujah. They are external factors that fight you from serving God. They are external factors. Sometimes the people are around. The circumstances are around. External factors that fight you. And you must be able to look for God for yourself. Don't serve God in the crowd. Don't let the crowd limit you. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. No God for yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The crowd was a factor. Peer pressure. Zacchaeus had peer pressure. Don't let peer pressure cause you to do on stupid stuff. Amen. External factors. On your own, you won't do it, but everybody's talking about it. That's what I told you to stay. Notice. You are a Christian. You are a child of God. Yes. Raised in church. But external factors is preventing you. Hey. Help us, Lord. Help us. Things outside. Peer pressure. Environment. Comparison. Useless stuff is preventing you. I mean, you want to serve God. You like God. But external factors. Weather, how far you live, everybody is in this group, and you are just sharing useless information. My boyfriend, my boyfriend, my somebody put it, my boyfriend made it. It was like I was on the moon. Come on, you are 15. Why can you have a boyfriend like on the moon? External factors. Yeah. You compare yourself. Come to you also. You external factors. You are okay. You are okay with the apartment you lived in. There was no problem. You had a two bedroom. You are happy with your husband. Until you heard that somebody has gone to buy a big house. Now pressure on the poor guy. External factors. What you okay? But now external factors. So that we look like everybody else. And it's preventing you from serving God. Why are you even driving the car you are driving? Can you pay for it anyway? But so that when you come and pack around and say, Charlie, your car is nice. Oh. Your, car, your pocket is burning. <laughs> your pocket is on fire. But now 
market is on fire. External factors. The crowd. May you overcome every external factor. May God give you the tenacity and the strength to overcome every external factor. I'm preaching to you. That's what is preventing you from seeing the breakthrough and the miracle. Hallelujah. Everybody has a boyfriend. So what? So what? Everybody has a boyfriend. So what? Hey, let them go have their boyfriend. They'll, they'll have their boyfriend and their STDs. Yes, the boyfriend comes with STD. Go. Stand factors. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And then there was an internal factor. Which was he was shot. That's internally. Because if he was a tall man, the crowd would not be the problem. Are you hearing me? So there was internal obstacles. And let me tell you something. We all struggle with internal problems. When it comes to seeing Jesus, there is something inside of us that is a barrier. Are you hearing me? We all have some shortcomings. Zacchaeus was short in height, but you are short maybe in pride. Your pride is making your, your, your pride is affecting your relationship with God. Because of your pride, you can't serve God well. Internally. Internally. Zacchaeus was short in stature, but maybe you are short in emotions. You are emotionally depraved. You are so depressed. You can't overcome your depression. Are you hearing me? Zacchaeus may be short in stature and height, but maybe you are short in morality. Your fornication, your inability to live pure life is affecting you from seven. Every time you think of yourself, you feel unclean because of your immorality. Are you hearing me? Ask your neighbor, what are you short in? I said, ask your neighbor, what are you short in? Internal factors. That's right, Reverend. Short of money. Yes. Internal. I'm serious. Listen carefully. Internal factors. There are some things about you that every time you think it makes you unhappy. The way you are struggling with, you are struggling with fornication. You are struggling. So every time you think about, it, you feel so unclean. Some of you, you pride the way you are proud. Oh dear, oh dear. Proud. Some of you, you are, sh- you are short. You have a short fuse. Quick anger. Small know you are angry. I'm preaching. Every little thing makes you angry. And you, and you are proud. You can, well, ask for me, I'm one plug. Please, if you are one plug, get an adapter. We can get an adapter for you. <laughs> You need an, an adapter so you can get more athletes. Because this is your one product. It's not taking you anywhere. The reason why you are not seeing Jesus in your marriage because you because of your anger. 
And you should not be proud if you are an angry person. Hallelujah. You should not be proud because of your depression. Well, ask me, I'm a melancholic. You are melancholic. Me too, I'm a, I, me, all of us are melancholics. Well, don't take pride in your melancholism. Ask me, I'm a melancholic, so I think deep. We, we do, we take light. <laughs> there was external and internal factors. Yes. Let me tell you something. We are all short. Yes. We are all short in it. You see, take a reflection of your life. You, see that you are short in some area. Am I preaching to you? Are you short in some area? 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 I mean, look, you stand up, stand up, stand up. Very, very tall. So you are not short physically, but you may be short in some area. Hallelujah. Am I preaching a good message to you? So learn to overcome your shortness. Hallelujah. Yes, he was short physically. But most of us are short in other areas. Some of us us are short in you are short, you are short relationally. You don't know how to relate. You simply don't know how to relate. And probably, you know, all of us know about IQ, yes. intelligent quotient. Yes. Know of IQ? Yes. Your intelligent, how intelligent you are. Yes. You understand? There's something called an IQ, intelligent quotient. Yes. Okay? Yes. Like if you are a certain, your IQ must be above a certain. I think your man says that among all the presidents, he's the most high, one with the highest IQ. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> you know your man. He says, among all the U.S. presidents, he's the one with the highest IQ. That's what he says. <laughs> you see, but there's something... Hey, we'll take it like that. No, I would. Even that statement alone reveals your IQ. <laughs> yes, sir, but apart from IQ, apart from intelligence question, there's also something important that we assess, which, which determines your success, even to work and to relate to people. It's EQ. You have never heard of it. It's called emotional quotient. Wow. Hey. Go, go, go Google it. There's something called EQ. Emotional quotient. And your success in life sometimes depends more on your EQ than on your IQ. Because your emotional quotient is determined Expre- uh, being subject to the same situation. How depressed you will be. You will see that some people under the same circumstances can move on. But you the same thing. You are so depressed, you are so that you can't move on. So you are emotionally unstable. And sucks and, and life, things will, things will be thrown at you in life. So if your EQ is low, you cannot succeed. Yeah. So it's not it's not that your situation was unique, but it's your EQ. Thank you. Because what you are crying about, other people have survived this. Nowadays, they look for EQ at work. Because if you have a low EQ, you cannot be a team player. That's why you're always complaining and whining. Wow. You are teaching us. And young men, we are not going to 
marry EQ to the marriage screening. If a woman has low EQ, don't marry her. <laughs> we are going to add it. Because if you marry a woman with a low EQ, every day. We are not talking about men with low EQ. We are talking about <laughs> Yeah. Because, because the low EQ is what leads to instability, insecurity. Every day whining, every day whining because they are not secure. Hey, where am I before I continue? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. So learn to overcome your internal factors. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you cannot see Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. That's point number what? Number three. And I said ten. Eight. Okay, we'll speed up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm telling you, you see, don't let your weakness, your, your weakness, your weaknesses affect you. He came to seek and to save the lost. Yes, you are weak. Yes, you are deficient. Yes, you have problems. But that should not keep you away from serving God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. God will help you. Amen. Number four. The Bible says that uh, who was only listening next, next verse. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree. He ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree. Amen. Amen. The fourth point I want to make is that he made an effort. Wow. Yes. Zacchaeus made an effort. Amen. Amen. He ran before. He did not let his circumstances keep him down. He made an effort. He made an effort. He did not say, well, everybody knows Jesus is passing this way, this way, this way. Jesus is passing this way. But I cannot see the Jesus. For I am a short man with a large crowd. Only me, my family. He made an effort. He made an effort. He made an effort. Yes. You want to see Jesus? Let me tell you something. You want to see Jesus? Stop being lazy. You want to become a you want to become a pastor like me? Don't be lazy. Hard work is required. He made an effort. He climbed the tree. Listen to me. As a rule of thumb, most rich people are hard working. You sleep till some of you, you sleep out till the sleep can finish. (laughs) You know, the sleep is like that. I mean, the sleep is totally finished. 
complaining why you can't pay your bills. Lazy bones. Lazy. If you see people who are getting good grades, they stay that night to study. You are too lazy. You sleep and you play games. Lazy. And then you come and tell me that eh, eh, man, the teacher doesn't like me. No, the teacher it's not, it's not the teacher who doesn't like you. You are lazy. Stop complaining that the teacher doesn't like you. This English teacher, she don't like me. No, you are lazy. <laughs> yeah. He made an effort. He made an effort. He made an effort. If you are financially in the hole, listen to me. God has anointed me for you. Listen to me carefully. If you are financially in the hole, make an extra effort to get out of it. And the extra effort that you need to make is to get an extra income, a second job. The extra effort is not borrowing. Stop borrowing from people. And so long as I remain in this pastor of this church, don't let don't lend money to people because they won't pay. I am I'm saying they won't pay. A church member comes to ask for money, don't give it to him. They will not pay. Don't. I think a pastor almost 20, 20, They will not pay you. And then when you come to church and you see them, great mighty defender, I give our mighty God. Why you owe me hundred dollars? Where's my hundred dollars? <laughs> Where's my hundred dollars? Get a mighty defender. I give over my regard. He lifts a banner over us. When the, I'm not the enemy. I am not the, I'm not the enemy. <laughs> I am not your enemy. Bring me my 200 dollars. When the enemy comes like a flood. Yes. Exactly. Why is my thousand dollars? Why is my thousand dollars? And you know, listen to me. Do you know why they cannot pay? Because you see, the poverty or the debt is their lifestyle. So the same circumstance that made them poor. It's the same thing that is making them borrow. So the borrowing does not solve the problem. What they need is a change in lifestyle. So don't lend. They cannot pay. You think I don't know this? I've been a person for a while. Look, if somebody, if, uh, if the host said, if Christian brother asked you money, dash am. Look, if the person say, lend me thousand dollars, just say, look, I don't have a thousand dollars to give you as. I, I, I say, I say, loan. I have two hundred dollars free. You get it? Just go. Just give the person a gift. But if he says so, thousand dollars, I will pay. Forget it. Especially in the New York Church, they won't pay. <laughs> I think I don't know things. Okay. They will pay you. They will not pay. <laughs> 
credit card to don't give your credit card to nobody. It is your credit card. Don't give it to nobody. They won't pay. And I'm not, I'm telling you, they will not pay. So give the person a gift. I'm preaching. The way out of your debt and your poverty is hard work and a change in lifestyle, not borrowing. Stop borrowing. Change your lifestyle. Stop borrowing. Listen, I am saying this so that next time anybody asks you for a loan, let this my preaching ring in your ears. And if you say, boy, this is my preaching, and the person born in that place, don't come and call me. Don't ask me. I told you. Let them go to the party. <laughs> don't say that, Reverend. So 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 owes me. He doesn't want to pay. My answer will be that I will just is, is the message recorded. I'll play the recording for you. <laughs> I know things, so you be careful. Effort. Make an effort. Extra effort. Do something extra. Just do. Pick an extra shift. Do something. Don't borrow. And the church is quiet. <laughs> Let the church say. Let the church say. Say I don't borrow. Say I don't borrow. Extra effort. He made an extra effort. And Jesus knows. See, Jesus sees your extra effort. Hallelujah. As you make an extra effort to, to serve God. As you make an extra effort to preach. As you make an extra effort to win souls. As you make an extra effort to come to church. He sees it. I say he sees it. God is not unrighteous. To forget, God knows the extra effort. Even as you make an extra effort, just even to help yourself financially, God sees it. Amen. Amen. He sees it. Francesca, he sees it. As you make an extra effort to come to church, even as you make an extra effort to stop fornicating, he sees it. He sees that, oh, you used to be used to do it one every week, nice, one every month. You are improving. <laughs> It's getting better. Things are getting better. They know that fornication is going down. As you watch pornography every week, now you are watching it every month. You are getting better. Why do I God, it's an extra effort. Because the Bible, listen to me. God sees the extra effort. God sees your heart and your sincerity. If you don't have this problem, I'm trying. As you used to quarrel with everybody. Now you have decreased the quarreling. Yes. Now you only quarrel with your. <laughs> yes. God sees it. My dear brother, my sister, God sees your effort. Genuinely, you are trying. Why do I say God sees it? The Bible said that, and when Jesus got there, he stopped. As you put in your extra effort, God will stop for you. 
Somebody say amen. amen. As you try your best, then Jesus stopped. Amen. Because he saw Zacchaeus' effort. You stop, my dear. He will stop for you. You are trying. Yeah, I'm not perfect yet, but I'm trying. Just the fact that you are trying, he will stop. I have problems. I'm not perfect. I'm just doing my best. I'm trying, my dear daughter. I'm trying. And as you try, you say, just the fact that you tried, I will stop and give you a miracle. Hallelujah. He stopped. God sees your extra effort. Amen. Yes. He stopped. Hallelujah. Made an effort. Number five, which is also interesting. He passed that way. Let's go. We're reading. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up. He stopped and saw him and said unto him, and he looked up, he stopped and said unto him, Shorty, come down. Is that what he said? Shorty, hey, Shorty, come down. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? He knows your name. Zacchaeus was shocked that he knew him. He didn't say Shorty. He called him. He called him by his name. He didn't say, "Hey, Shorty." He said, "Zacchaeus." He knows your name. See, men may not know you. Men may forget you, but Jesus knows your name. Even as a pastor, I don't know all of you your names. You see, and there's nothing more important for somebody to know your name. You understand? If I see and I say, "Hey, hey, hey, hey," she wonder how long would this man know my name? You see, if I say, hey, 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 the next thing I will get to her that maybe I'm not important. That is why she remembers Helga's name. But I mean, she doesn't remember my name. But when she says, hey, Sister Helga. Oh, Sister Akos. But I mean, when she says, hey, for how long will this man keep on calling me, hey? I'm probably not important to him, which is true. Because when you are important to people, they know your name. You are important to God. He knows your name. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knows. I'm sure Zacchaeus was shocked that Jesus knew him. I am sure he was shocked. Because when he got it, he was expecting, hey, sorry. So when he says, I'm sorry, he called my name. He called me. He called me. He called me. He knows me. He knows your weakness. He knows your frailty. He knows your difficulties. He knows you by name. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged. Men may forget you, but he knows you. He knows your name. Men may fail you, but he won't fail you because he knows your name. He called him Zacchaeus. He called his name. He calls his name. He's aware of your condition. He's aware of that problem. He's aware of that sickness. Men may not know, but he knows your name. Hallelujah. Amen. That's point number five. He knows your name. All right? Oh, number six. Number six. What did Jesus say? He said, make haste and come down. Make haste and what? Make haste and what? Let's
Listen, there are no useless words in the Bible. Okay? There is nothing like uh, useless information in the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. There's nothing like useless information. Every word in the Bible is important. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus did not tell Zacchaeus come down. Nora, banks. He didn't say come down. He could have said come down. But he didn't say that. He said what? He said what? Make haste and come down. He said, make haste and come down. Yeah, make haste and come down. Not just come down. Why is this point important? And if you forget anything, remember this point. It means that speed, speed is a determinant. Speed is a determinant. You are too slow. Why do you take such a long time to do everything? You are too slow. Hey. 
with what answers? At your workplace, that's why they will fire you. Because people want answers. They are not interested in the challenges and the difficulties. I'm a, I'm a doctor. I am a doctor. Yes, you don't know. And I have residents that we train. And why don't sometimes you can send a resident to go and see a patient? And why a patient with a rush it will take you two hours? Why? <laughs> two hours for a rush? So, so that is why when we come to the evaluation, we fail them on that. Not because they don't know the rush, but they took too long. Rush. Something that you send another student within 10 minutes, you've come with a diagnosis. Sp- tell your neighbor, speed is a factor. I don't know how much I could say. I said, tell your neighbor, speed is a factor. It's a big factor. Stop being too slow about everything. Everything we do is a project. Even washing dishes. Ah, ah, washing dishes. You are running. You, are, you wash two plates, then you sit down. Then come again. Ah, why don't you finish washing the dishes? Ah. I mean, plates, dishes. Let's finish the dishes. I mean, you move the stuff, you do, then you sit down, you come and come and watch another plate, then go. I mean, just you are on your feet already. Why don't you finish washing the dishes? Tell your neighbor, speed is a factor. There's a lot of potential in this church, but the demon of procrastination is killing you. But I bind that spirit of procrastination. May you move with speed. Concerning that job, concerning that marriage, concerning that business, concerning that school, may speed be on your side. May speed be on your side. No procrastination. You see, it's an evil spirit. When you read Exodus, the Bible says God commanded there to be frogs. And there were, there were frogs on every side in their plates. Then, to the point that they couldn't eat. Everything you do, frog, 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 frog. Then Moses went to ask Pharaoh, that let my people go. He said, uh, okay, if we can get the frogs out. Then Moses asked Pharaoh, when do you want the frogs out? If it was you, what would you say? Can you believe? Go and read Exodus. He said tomorrow. Even when there are frogs in your plate, you are saying tomorrow. Yes, there's frogs in your plate. And you are still saying what? There are bills all around you. Things are dying and you are still saying tomorrow. It has to be a spirit. I bind the spirit of procrastination. Whatever you do, may God give you the strength to do it quickly. Because delay can mean cancellation. I say delay can mean cancellation. One time I was late for the airport and I missed my flight. Delay. Not only did I miss my flight, I missed the meeting. So one small delay to the airport, I missed the flight. Not only did I miss the flight, the meeting was canceled. I missed the meeting. So sometimes delay. So he says, Zacchaeus, hurry up. 
Hurry up. Amen. Hurry up. Quickly. 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 You're growing. Time is not on your side. Yes. Hurry up. Yes. Amen. Why, why, is it, why is it that every small thing we do is a project? You see, I can't stand people like that. I'm preaching. Every small thing that we ask you to do is like a major project. All that I ask you is to move this chair here. And this, it's, I mean, they just moved in the union. They asked me, so this chair, da, 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 I need to concentrate. I need to fast. I need to eat it. You don't need fasting and praying. Just roll up your sleeve and move the chair. Stop saying that I'm waiting on the Lord. Don't wait on the Lord. You have waited enough, Mary. You have waited enough. <laughs> I'm waiting on God to show me which direction to go. No, get a job. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor again, spirit is a determinant. Spirit. Tell the person, make haste. Spirit. I believe, look, I'm speaking prophetically. There are a lot of great people here. What has killed your greatness is your slowness. That's why I banned the spirit of procrastination. Especially this church. I feel that people can do well, but the delay is too much. But I banned that spirit. If you're going to school, go to the school. Doing the course, do the course. Amen. No more delays. Amen. Just start. Amen. Just do it. Hey. I spoke to somebody. Just do it. I said, I spoke to you. Just do it. I said, just do it. God will help you. Just do it. The analysis is too much. Just do it. I said, just do it. I said, just do it. And God will help you. Amen. Make haste. And Jesus, number seven, Jesus said, make haste and come down. This day I must abide. Point number seven, Jesus came to his house. Amen. Amen. I said, Jesus what? Came to his house. Because you see, he made haste. Do you know, do you know that Zacchaeus succeeded? You know he succeeded. Yes. By his overcoming his shortcomings, speed, he succeeded. He actually succeeded because Jesus came to his house. It was a great achievement. He wanted to see Jesus. Little did he know that Jesus was actually going to come. His, his, his aim was to see him. But he achieved a visit to his house more than he thought. Brother, do you get it? Yeah. Maybe your aim is to be in church and be a good Christian. But for all you know, God will make me a lady pastor. You'll be surprised. And that'll be a great blessing. Somebody just came to church. Maybe your aim is just to be a good Christian. But for all you know, God is going to give you a very wealthy husband. In the church. No, he succeeded. Jesus came to his house. Jesus saw his effort, his overcoming, and his speed. I, I, I can say that Zacchaeus was rich because he has all those characters. Rich people are usually quick. Yes. Uh, there's something new coming by the time you... Uh, uh, why can't you hear new things? <laughs> uh, what's your problem? 
some new business, some new investment. You, you, by the time everybody has heard and seen before you hear, what is wrong with your ear? I knew somebody who was going to do something. He was going to do something, something that brings money. That people have made money or out of it already. Then this person said, oh, can I pitch you for a while? Yes. Then this person said, it, it, was a, it was some new crowd that people had made money. That the thing was actually dying down. Then this person, now it's not that this person has head. <laughs> so Jerry, he, he, he said, he questioned he's going to do it. And my, my, my junior brother, he can say things, pa. He called me and said, said Brad, I said, what? He said, he mentioned the person's name. He said, now that the rain has fallen and has stopped, it's now that you are brought to a bucket to come and catch him. <laughs> Do you understand what you're saying? Now that the rain has fallen and stopped, it's now that you have got your bucket. <laughs> yeah. That's what he told me. This person, now that the rain has fallen, and stop. People have collected bucket full of rain. Now that the rain has stopped, it's not that you have heard that there was rain. You're too slow. Yeah. I keep on saying that you're too slow. And let me tell you something. One of the signs of the anointing, he said, and the spirit of the Lord shall be upon him. And he shall be of quick understanding. Not understanding by what? Not understanding by what? Because sometimes you may understand, but it's too late. May your understanding be quick. I say, may your understanding be quick. I say, may your understanding be quick. When it is new, may you catch it. Not that when the rain has finished falling, now you are bringing your bucket. That shall not be your story. May you flow when the rain is coming. It shall be of quick understanding. Jesus came to his house. Jesus came to his house. No, like Jesus came to that. He did, I mean, somehow he received more than he asked for. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord come, come to your house. Amen. So Jesus came to his house. He received a miracle. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Number eight. Come down for my at the house. And then and he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Point number eight. He received the Lord joyfully. He received the Lord what? I say he received the Lord what? Let me tell you something. If you are in church, be happy in church. Be happy that you are a Christian. It's a good thing. Being a Christian is a good thing. Be, Be happy that you have Jesus in your life. Don't let it be like Jesus is a problem. Jesus is not a problem. He's the prince of peace. He brings you joy. He brings you happiness. Be happy that you have Jesus in your marriage. If you're a husband, even if you don't go to church, send your wife to church. If you're a husband and you want a happy marriage, even if your wife doesn't come to church, send her to church. Oh yeah. And better see both of you can come. Because he brings joy. I say he brings joy. Be happy. Don't let Christianity be like a border. When you come to church and preaching is going on, be happy. Don't like that. I'm wasting your time. I'm not wasting your time. 
I'm giving you spiritual wisdom will direct your life. Be happy. Be happy. Because I'm giving you directions, wisdom, and anointings. So be happy. No amount of dollars can pay what I preach. I've taught you. No, I can't tell you none of them. Because the way that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm an anointed preacher. Be happy. He received him with joy. He was happy. He was happy. Be happy that a pastor is counseling you. Be happy. Receive the pastor with joy. Be happy that a pastor is saying, be happy that a pastor is correcting you. You will not get for somebody to correct you. One of the greatest blessings you have in your life for somebody to father you. I'm telling you, somebody said, young man, see, one, w- w- let me tell you, one of the greatest things I can have is for me to t- tell you what to do. Hmm? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you will succeed faster. Amen. Faster. Amen. See, like, I keep on directing. This one is my little cake. Directing. I say, don't do this. Don't do this. Even the college, don't go to this college. Go to this college. Ask her. Be happy. If you are going to college, listen to me. Come and run it by me. I'm not an illiterate. I've been to school. Amen. Amen. I wish I had met you earlier, Reverend. Are you hearing me? Yeah, you like we say wish you had met before. I would have sent her to college. Yes. <laughs> Reverend, I'm going to give you a degree. <laughs> are you hearing me? So be happy that I am asking for your grades. Don't say that why she's getting into my business. You have no business. <laughs> That's right, Reverend. What business you got? You got no business. They don't know how blessed they are, Reverend. Be happy. Be happy that somebody is telling you how to treat your wife. Because if somebody had heard that message, you would not be divorced. Yes, yes, Reverend. That's right, Reverend. Even if I rebuke you that you are bush, you might be happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Be happy. Yes. Yeah. That's right. He received him joyfully. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Be happy. Amen. Look, I'll tell you, look, this guy is not good. Hey. Hey. Be happy. You are blessed. So, so Rep, I tell my daughter, this one, not good. Not good. This one does not look impressive, but it's good. Yes. Thank you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And he received him joyfully. Huh. Verse number seven. That's oh, okay. What, the next point. Eight or nine? nine? Okay, nine. What did he say? Let's go on. And when they saw it, and when what? And when? And when what? Ask your neighbor, are you among the day? Are you among the day? The next point is that not everybody can handle your success. Not everybody can handle your success. When they saw, when they saw it, that this guy is now, this is the most important person in town. It's not going with this guy. Now, when they saw his success, they began to complain because not everybody can handle your success. That's right. 
ask your neighbor, can you handle my success? When they saw it, when they saw your car, when they saw your job, when they saw your husband, when they saw your wife, as they saw the guy coming, man, nice, cool brother, spiritual, with a good job, they can't handle They saw. When they saw it, they began to complain. We have known some people, they used to come and spy on our church in the night because they couldn't handle the success. <laughs> yeah, when we were building the first building, I was the contractor. I was the contractor. When we were building the first building, people used to come and watch it. Other churches in Accra used to come and spy on the project in the night because they couldn't handle it. How come a medical student who is not even ordained can build such a great church? People couldn't handle it. So when we are sleeping, they will send spies. They can't handle it. When they saw your shop, how big it is, and they, they can't handle it. Ask your neighbor, can you handle my success? Say, can you handle my new car? My new house? When they entered your house, they couldn't handle it. I said, they couldn't handle it. They said, does she know how to... When they entered your house, what they said was that she, she, she has a swimming pool, even though she doesn't know how to swim. It doesn't matter. Whether I can swim or I can't swim, it's not your business. I have a swimming pool. <laughs> to you. They say, oh, she can't even swim. But whether you can swim or not, it doesn't matter. It's your swimming pool. That they can't handle it. Whether I can swim, I can sit, I can sit on the edge and put my feet inside. <laughs> it's not your business. I said, ask your neighbor, can you handle it? She can't swim. Oh, they've got to buy this house with this swim pool. No, she can't swim. It's not your business. Whether I will sit the edge and wander my feet inside, it's not your business. It's my swimming pool. Can you? Why can't you handle my success? I can lie by the pool and raise my leg. Maybe all I want to do is just lie by the pool, cross my leg, and drink my Coca Cola. It's not your problem. It's not your pool. And take a selfie. They may not be able to handle it. I prophesy to you. They will be jealous. They will talk. They will complain. They may even accuse you because they can't handle it. Ferrari, red, white interior, with your golf clothes in the back, sunglasses, chilling with your wife. Now, this pastor that they come, they are wanting to money. Shame on you. You can't handle it. <laughs> I say, hot, you can't handle it. You can't handle it. That's your problem. <laughs> and when they saw it, they murmured. Ask your neighbor, are you among the day? Show your grace 
and your jeep and, and, and your school on the SAT and the school that I've written to you they can't handle it receive that prophecy people will be jealous stand up let me pray for you may people be jealous of your prosperity your blessing and your favor Every criticism that they say about you, they will swallow their words. Amen. You will increase. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Nine points. Point number ten about Brother Zach. Zach one. Tell the same time you're going to drive your red Ferrari. Yo. Red Ferrari with white interior, golf cross in the back. Your wife will be wearing some dark shades. <laughs> and when they see you, you see, when they see you, the way she'll be looking cool in the front, they'll say, Look at him, he's with his girl. They'll say, Look at him. She's like, now that he has made money, she's with his girlfriend. It's not your girlfriend, it's your wife. He's looking so cool. <laughs> because People think that when their wife is in front of if you see when you see two people like that, and the woman has squeezed their face like this, it's a wife. When you see a woman with the legs on the dashboard, it's a girlfriend. But this one, to not be a girlfriend, it's to be your wife. Yeah. <laughs> because she's cool. She's cool. <laughs> That's right. That's all. Look at the open sir. Now that he has money, look at the girlfriend. It's not a girlfriend, it's your wife. I say it's your wife. And you have your nice chance and your glasses and say, excuse me, I'm the mistress, okay? <laughs> Point number 10. Finally. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Who? I restore him what? Fourfold. Point number 10. Zacchaeus truly repented. My final point today, yes. Zacchaeus truly repented. Amen. When he met Jesus, he changed. Yes. He said, anybody that I have deceived, yes. I'll give it back to you. Amen. If I've done anything wrong, I'll restore. Amen. Because let me tell you, you cannot be in church and continue your old life. Amen. You can't say that you are a Christian, but you are still doing the same old things. You say you are in church. You sing. You pray. Prayer tongue. You can live blah, 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 long time, but you are still quarreling. You are still unforgiving. Zacchaeus hey, said, "Listen, I've changed." Yes. Amen. Meeting Jesus is true repentance and requires a change. Amen. 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 If I have done anything wrong, if I have robbed any man, in other words, Zacchaeus was saying that the life I used to live, I live them no more. You cannot be in church and still have that old boyfriend. You say you're in church. You're even in the choir. You sing. Meanwhile, Jimmy is still on the side. No. Hallelujah. And your and your reason that he helps me pay the rent. No. Hey, help us, Lord. Preach. 
pay Jimmy for the rent. No, you are a Christian. Jimmy must go. You cannot be in Christ. The day you accepted Jesus, let there be a true repentance. Zacchaeus said, if I've taken anything, I'll give it back. Fourfold. Listen. I gave my life to Christ second year medical school. 19 something something. I can't remember when I was in second year. And I do remember. You see, before I gave my life to Christ, I had my life. I had a certain life. I used to party. Can you believe it? I was a DJ. Shh. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not proud of it, so don't, don't, don't give me fans. Okay? Don't give me fans. I'm not proud of it. I'm just using it as a testimony. Hallelujah. Friday night. I remember Friday night. We used to organize dancing competitions. So Friday night, we used to sell tickets. Yeah, we used to sell tickets in Kumasi. Sell tickets. When all the students are on vacation, we sell tickets. Then we organize dancing competition. Yes. Those days it was Michael Jackson and called Triller. And it was the moonwalk. I used to I I I was the organizer. I used to organize people, party promoter. I mean Friday, I mean Friday evening. I am tired till Sunday. Church is what? All weekend. I rest Monday. Are you hearing me? So when I gave my life to Christ, second year medical school, do you know what my friend said? My friends told me that look, no, she, the medical school second year is very difficult. <laughs> That's what they told me, yeah. That the second year in medical school is very difficult. So we are sure that he wants to concentrate on his studies. As soon as he finishes, he's coming back. <laughs> the reason they gave for my salvation, they say because I, I, I have become a Christian, Krife, because the second year in medical school is very difficult. And they are sure that when I finish, third year, oh. He'll be back. Yeah. I had girlfriends. Yes. And the guy said, oh, but if you, I remember one girlfriend crying in me and saying that, but if you say you are still born again, I still love you. I said, no, no, no. If any man be in Christ. So, so you're not the only person with that, but me too, I left my girlfriend. I left my... On those stories, I'm giving you a testimony. I say, if any man, I remember one day she came and said, So, so I said, if any man be in Christ. He said, But I love you. I said, I also love you, but I love you with the agape love. Yes. The love of God. Love so don't tell me that oh, my boyfriend, me too, I had a girlfriend. Yes. If, I had, if I had married her, I would have missed my beautiful wife. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what? You see, you see, I'm telling you, what I didn't know. Letting her go, God was preparing for me something better. I said, by letting her go, God was giving me what? Something better. 
Yeah. A change. So that's what they told me. That, oh, it's only one year. After that, he'll be back. We know him. And after now, they are waiting. Because I never went back. I have moved on. Rather, I become a pastor and a reverend. And I'm preaching to you. Because when I left that life, I truly changed. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Rather, my life has become better. I, don't, I wouldn't trade anything for the woman I married. Amen. What a wow. Stand up to your feet and let's close. This morning, you have heard about Zacchaeus. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Again, you are not sure whether you go 
up to heaven or hell when you die. Today, salvation is coming. You see, Zacchaeus took advantage of the opportunity. Take advantage of this opportunity and give your life to Christ. Jesus will not pass by every day. So Zacchaeus took advantage. This afternoon, take advantage of salvation and give your life to Christ. With every head bowed and every eye closed, whether you are young, whether you are old, whether you are male, whether you are female, you want to give your life to Jesus, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. It's very important. Don't joke. I'm waiting. I see your hand. Lift up your hand. I see your hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Lift up your hand. I see your hand, son. So important. So important. Let your hand go up, boy. Let your hand go up. Very good. I see another hand. I see another hand. God bless you. More, more. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. It's time for salvation. I see your hand. Uh, why don't you clap for them? Come forward. Come forward. Clap for them. Come forward. Yes, we lift up. Come. Come. Clap for them. Clap for them. Clap for them. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Everybody. 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 Don't, don't let them come and use that. Come. Don't joke, don't joke. Come for them, don't joke. Take advantage of the opportunity. That's what Zacchaeus did. He took advantage. Jesus was there and he took advantage. Jesus was there and he took advantage. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.